Can I just have a word? Can I have a word with you? I feel it like it doesn't work. work. <laughs> Would you let me speak? Okay, do it. <laughs> okay, go. Welcome to the Nail Polish Sisters. Chef's kiss. So you know that TikTok? Oh no. That people were, it was trending about like, are you weird or do you like caterpillar your feet together like yeah like rub them together yeah like a like i've been doing that or not a butterfly so comfortable yeah in bed you cricket your feet do you I think that's like a about. soothing mechanism yeah okay cool you rub your little feetsies together oh i just wanted to tell you something really and i was yeah. kind of saving it for the intro so i've realized listeners that if i ever have a problem the first person i text is bella and i tell Sniff. her the whole problem and then I don't ever let her know mm-hmm. if it's okay afterwards because I just assume she knows it's okay. So I'm just telling you, Bella, on here, I'm sorry. It's okay. I know it's okay. Because if it wasn't okay, I'd still get texts. And that's how I know it's okay. Okay, good. Um, I have nothing to say other than I can't believe how happy I am. Let me just get out my notebook. Well, get it out and tell us what we're about to get into right now. Guys, I took notes. Today's an important episode because, why is it important, Jamie? It's important because we have the one person who would never dare show face on a podcast. Showed her face on a podcast. On the podcast. Our producer, Lauren, who is real, by the way. She's real, guys. And she comes on and we talk about a lot of fun things. And Bella takes notes. And I take notes. Today we're going to talk about a lot of things. Questions you guys sent in. The Super Bowl. Rihanna. Life, plays, art, advice, people. Life. Life. (laughs) See you in a second. See you in one minute. See you after our break. Be sure to like, comment, just so you guys know. Subscribe. Whoever's listening, fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah, you guys are fucking legends. Do we have ads? No. Do people send us free shit? No. We're doing this for the goddamn love of the game. And you guys fucking rock. And I would hug you all if I saw you in person. So if you ever see me in person, and you ever, please go say hi to her. It's her dream. Please. I will literally hold your hand and I will, I will I will take you to lunch. <laughs> I will pay for your lunch. So thank you, listeners. You guys are a fucking ball. And I love you all. Please rate, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Lord save me, my drug is my baby. I've been using for the rest of my using for the rest of my life. Oh, Lord save me, drugs are my baby. I think I just heard it break. I think you just broke my. I think I think Jordan just broke. <laughs> Jordan, is Jordan, broke. sorry, Jordan. We Jordan's didn't mean to broke. break you. I'm up. All right, guys, this is really important. PSA. For you all, because as we've said, Lauren is real, and you didn't believe us. But guess what? Lauren's here. Lauren's here. Please welcome Lauren, Lauren. aka my most friend. But also, for <laughs> let anybody, her say hello. Oh, I was just going to introduce her a little bit more. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, because we're inside joking the fuck out of these people. Because Lauren is by proxy us. Mm-hmm. That's why we just forgot to. Yeah. I just forgot to introduce her. She is a. She actually is a nail polish sister. 
and she is our producer. Yep. Who sends us surprise motherfuckers and basically manages our life in a way where we can wake up in the morning. Facts. And I was emotionally manipulated <laughs> into being on this episode. <laughs> it's true. We literally were like all on the phone a couple days ago, I'll say, being like, so who should we have this week? I was like, you know what? Hear me out, Lauren. Yeah. What if we came in with a fucking banger and you were the guest? Hell yeah. I don't know how we got you to do it, genuinely. It was Tell the us about pad, that. A moment of weakness. I don't know. I guess I just love you guys. Yes. <laughs> you hear that, people? <laughs> we love them. I feel like you feel so awkward. I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> my Sniff. nose just started running. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All of the things that drive me <laughs> up the wall. <gasps> now you're hearing them in your ear. She always hears them in her ear. Oh. She's just there. And yeah. now she's here. And she has a mic this time. I feel <laughs> you so guys- close to you. <laughs> Oh, right God. now. Right now. Skilled. What if I was just low-key a scream rocker? I'm a different person now, guys. I do scream metal. Scream. While knitting. While knitting. I knit and scream. <laughs> Imagine that. Anyway, let me get my notebook out for you. How was the Super Bowl to you? I just need to take some notes. How was the Super Bowl to you? <laughs> Were we happy? Let me introduce you. I'm the Super Bowl. <laughs> Hi, Super Bowl. Nice to meet you. So, Lauren, tell me, were you happy? <laughs> For the people listening at home, Bella has her reporter notebook out. So, were you happy that the Chiefs won? Or were you rooting for the Eagles? <laughs> um, Good question, dude. I was... <laughs> voting for both teams. I was actually voting for Rihanna. Wait, so. slow down. I need to write this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a bit, okay? I'm Go following, dude. I'm going with it. I'm just over here just watching. But I did write it down. Oh, fire. Is rooting spelled R-O-O-T? <laughs> yeah, rooting. R- or is it yeah. R-O-U-T-I-N-G? Rooting is no, like root. a root on a road. I know. But rooting. But like rooting like... like <laughs> I'm so excited for this episode. <laughs> I just have to fan myself off. Um, by the way, when I was speaking to Jim, aka my father, he was like, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? It was like the morning of. And I was like, bro, you, everyone thinks it's going to be a blowout. The Eagles are going to take down the Chiefs. I was like, it's going to be that way until the goddamn fourth quarter. And guess who's back? Patrick Mahomey. After he's going to come back. Yeah, he's going to come back and he's going to wipe their asses. But mm-hmm. wouldn't you have said it actually wasn't even a blowout? Like the game was so close the all. entire time. Yeah. That's was... what you want, though. Yeah. Like if I'm going to watch a game, it's got to be that. Yeah. And also the thing that I don't know much about sports. So like I'm this isn't coming for me, but it was everyone was complaining that the refs made a bad call and that the yeah. Eagles could have had a comeback mm-hmm. had the refs not made that call. Which honestly is kind of annoying because like the Super Bowl is supposed to be really crazy like saying, that mm-hmm. is it scripted because you know like things are scripted you mean like are the refs paid like, to low-key conspiracy i'm sure there's like... a lot of eagles fans that feel that way <laughs> yeah. right now so next question jackson mahomes the kelsey brothers which one do you prefer i don't know either of their names i don't either <laughs> <laughs> which one's the hotter one i just one? know caught one is on the chiefs, chiefs. yeah 
He's, I would say my preference would pre- yeah, probably be the one on the Chiefs. But I do love that they are brothers and that the mom was wearing the half and half jerseys. Like that story warmed my heart. Mm-hmm. It was so cute. I, I don't know if you guys feel this way. I'm so split on Patrick Mahomes because like... I'm because of his weird- brother? Yeah. yeah. I'm, but I'm like weirdly obsessed with, his with him. Jackson? Oh, man. He's more famous than Patrick. Why? He's a TikToker. He- oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh- if you want your no, day to be I'm ruined, just not, I'm not no, you don't want to watch. He makes videos of him dancing and like At the, the games. and the running joke is like, please, Patrick, don't go to the Super Bowl because no one wants to see your brother dancing in like literally. He's like making like the act. He's not just like TikTok vlogging. He's legitimately like dancing. Doing yeah, the he's TikTok like doing dances. like the nays and the whips, like in like and on the goddamn field. Yeah, the Super Bowl was won. Way Patrick to steal Mahomes. the thunder from your fucking brother. I know. I know. He's just trying to. He's just trying to make his cash. He's a star. What can we say? He is mm. not. Did you see the video of the Kelsey brothers? Sorry, I'm kind of obsessed with them. I'm having a moment. Yeah, it'll, when did it'll this die in a week? Because I saw him and I was like, damn. Remember when you were obsessed with Joe Burrow? I still am. I'm. I was like a little upset that the Chiefs even went because I didn't get to see Joe Burrow. That's fair. Is it Burrow or Burrows? Burrow. Burrow. It's Burrow. Can There's no S. Also, by the way, Jalen Hurts is fucking hot. Ah, yes. Mm. He is fucking gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah, there were a lot of hotties on the field unexpectedly, and by unexpectedly, I mean because I didn't know literally any of them until the day. That's. I feel you on that. Unexpected. Well, now at that its I'm finest. a pick me girl and I like football. Okay. As of two weeks ago, I like. I knew. You know what? Do you like, like what you like for the men or for the sport? Genuinely for the sport. Pick me as fuck. Jamie likes football. <laughs> for the sport. For I the love sport. it for the charged homoeroticism. Dude, I'm sorry. That sport ain't straight. It just isn't. I mean, name a sport that is. That's a good point. Write that down. Yep. <laughs> Sports aren't straight. Jamie, I have a question for you. Whoa. I feel like this is my interview and I'm running the show here. I love it. I'm so on you. Jamie. Mate, what is going Jamie, on? Please respond to the MGK slash Megan Fox cheating drama <gasps> immediately. Oh, immediately, yes. Immediately, yes. Yes. Immediately, yes. Do you even follow it? I Of course I followed it. Oh. I love to see you... my man go down in flames. <laughs> I don't know why I called him my man. That's such a fucking reach. <laughs> What I will say is they're not broken up, unfortunately. Oh. They're just not. Like, they're all, they're just playing the game of life. They think that they're playing a game of life that nobody's catching on to. I think they're still together. There's speculation. My new favorite thing to say. Speculation. Is that they're not actually, but if it is true, it is hilarious what she did. She's so petty. I love it so much. She, like, unfollowed everyone and only follows, like, Eminem and two other people, which is genius. On to the next question. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is your favorite play? Bella, I wrote that down. Oh my God, we can all answer That's it That's crazy. All right, who wants to go first? Lauren. Ooh, um, I don't know that I could pick a favorite of all time, mm-hmm. but just based on moods and where I'm at, but one play that I will never get over is a play called Private Lives by Noel Coward. And it's a rom-com and it's basically about a couple who sort of have this very hot, cold, tumultuous relationship and they get divorced. And years later, they have each remarried and Mm -hmm. they're both going on their honeymoon. And it just so happens that they are going on their honeymoon at the same weekend at the same hotel in rooms that have adjoining balconies (gasps) and they have no idea. And so the 
one of the best scenes is when each of them is out on the balcony and the woman starts, you know, humming this song and it used to be, you know, the, their favorite song together. And he notices, and like, there's, it's a, it's just a play that's full of comedy and tension and just some of the greatest one-liners that exist. And it's, um, it's just, it's such a funny play. And then they end up act two, they run away together. They leave their current fiancés or uh, uh, new husband and yeah. new wife and they run away to Paris. And so the whole second act is just them in Paris and it's the ups and downs. It's, I love you, I hate you, I love you, I hate you. And it's just going around and around and around and around. And then the third act is when the new husband and wife join forces to find them and then they come and they confront them and then they're all like stuck in this apartment together. And it's just, it's one of, I think one of the better examples of like true tension and comedy. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just it's just a brilliant play. It's so funny. It is a great play. I want to read it. It's a great example great of like as an actor, I think it's a really interesting challenge learning what comedy is without being overtly funny, like or mm-hmm. slapstick. It's just a it's What's interesting. What's it called? Private Lives. So I'm by, actually writing this. Yeah, down so no, I, I love it. Write it down. It's a great play. Private Lives by Noel Coward. N O E L. Jamie. Same, mine changes a lot, but honestly, the first one that comes to mind would be Aliens. Yeah, that's genuinely one of my favorite. It's a good play. Written. I don't think I've ever read that. I have it here. Jamie gave it to me. I love it. Not everybody likes it. I'm a really big Annie Baker person, so I like the flick. I love the flick. Yeah, I don't love the like the whole body of work. That's why I would wouldn't say it's my favorite. Yeah. There's scenes. the scene in there in the movie theater yeah. with the two of them is my favorite with Rose and um, whatever his name and is. And then the other guy comes in. Yeah. That's like my one of my favorite so scenes. Funny. But I genuinely also like not to be pick me, but Angels in America is one of my favorite plays. It's a great as well. fucking play. It's truly it's like so long. one of the most gorgeously written. Only the first part, though. But um, yeah, Aliens is probably my favorite. It's I've a, never read it. I want to read it. I have it here. It's really Tomorrow. good. It's just to let you. <laughs> It's yeah, hers. take it. It's genuinely. She's got a lock on it. I don't even want to tell you what it's about. No, because... I, I I hate it when I don't go in blind to something. Yeah, yeah. I won't. Re- I'll like, read like a one line synopsis of something, but that's it. Also, I love constellations. That's another one of my favorites. Nick Payne. Hmm. Also, Seawall Life is the best performance of anything I've ever seen, and that was who did that? Two Seawall was one of them was Nick Payne and then there was another no actually it was both Nick Payne but it was Jake Gyllenhaal did one half of it and Tom Hiddleston did oh, the other Oh I remember when you saw that oh. not Tom Hiddleston I'm blanking on his name I, Tom I Sturridge film. Tom Sturridge oh. great actor by the way I love when actors do that I saw um well it wasn't I didn't go to the National Theater but when the National Theater put up when they would film shows and then you could watch it in the movie theater I loved it when they did that. What? Um, they haven't That's done it really in a while. Cool. Well, they do, and they did it with operas and stuff. But uh, my friend and I went to go see Frankenstein, and it was oh. Benedict Cumberbatch and a guy whose name I'm forgetting, but he he plays um, Sherlock Holmes in the TV series with Lucy Liu playing Watson. So whoever that guy is, and they both learned the entire role of Doctor Frankenstein and then the monster. And then they would switch each yeah, night, which I is, that. I mean, so, you know, if you're getting into the layers of Johnny it, Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah, that's him. You know, that's the whole point of you have to know both of those characters yeah. so deeply in order to play one. You have to do the other. Totally. But that um, I love it when people do that. What's your favorite play, Bella? 
Hmm. Extremely basic answer is the seagull. But I didn't, like, I think the first five times I read it, I absolutely hated it. Hmm. And then it took me, it took me a really long time to like it. And then once I understood it, I loved it. That's so fair. Because it takes, like, a long time. But you also did a Yeah, scene, so, so you... that I had to understand it. And I guess I like the characters because I've worked as the characters. But I, I don't know, it's just so beautifully written. And I've heard from people who are Russian who have read the Russian translation, it's like, that is exponentially better than what we will ever understand has been written because they can't translate it all so perfectly mm-hmm. to like what it is. So it's even crazier in Russian. So I wish I knew Russian. I also feel like when you do a play, I don't, I've never directed a play, but when you're in a play, then it like automatically becomes your favorite. Like Bright Room Called Day, I don't think if I read it on my own, would I love like it, it as, much. as much as I do because like I love doing it mm-hmm. but and also I think like, that creates power like, of performance as well yeah you know? and I think like yeah there's so many whether, plays you've seen that you've never right. read that you're like well that or like a play you don't like that much and then what you're saying is reimagined yeah. and you're like mm-hmm. I saw I when I, I went to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival no I've always wanted to go it's amazing but I saw Julius Caesar and it was one of the most incredibly like reimagined versions of it that I've ever like it gives me the chills when I still think about it Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd be like oh my god I want to go home and read Julius Caesar (laughs) like I don't yeah true true True. okay let's see you can you can ask a question pull out your notebook Jamie okay this is a more of an existential one both of you can weigh in on this but it's one of your dislikes but I was wondering really what you meant by it okay and you wrote you don't like people who are insecure and then try and make you feel insecure. So I was wondering what your thought process was behind that and kind of an example of what that would look like. Okay. I can explain that. Do you understand that? Yes. It's essentially the idea of someone who, who doesn't feel comfortable in their own skin mm-hmm. and then they try and make you feel also uncomfortable in whatever you're doing because they're so miserable like being themselves. I don't know if that comes across as like harsh, but it's like the idea of I'm trying to think of an example. I have one actually. Oh, okay. Re- very recent. We were just talking about this because I, I stopped drinking and when I meet someone new or mm-hmm. sometimes even people that I know, a common thing that I've come across is, well, why aren't you drinking? What's wrong? Or you're not fun anymore. You know, like yeah. those kinds of things. And all of a sudden there's this pressure to drink like, well, you're not going to have a good time if you don't drink. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be fun. No one's going to want to hang out with you because that's how they feel about themselves. Yeah. And so that insecurity is coming out and being projected onto me. Whereas I'm fine and totally secure with saying, I just don't want to drink anymore. Yeah. That's a good example. Yeah. Or like almost talking about physical appearances also, I feel like happens a lot of the time where it's like you could get a haircut and then someone else could see your haircut and be like, oh, short hair, Jamie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you're just like, why did you say anything at all? It's just tearing someone else down because you're not comfortable in your own skin. And that, cause then you meet people who are like so comfortable and they're just kind Mm -hmm. and you're just, it just makes such a difference when you're talking to someone and they say anything. Yeah. Like you can sense the genuineness and the things they say. Yeah. Yeah. Like yesterday I was walking from one, from like the dressing room to the classroom. And this girl stopped me and just gave me the nicest compliment ever. And I was like, that was 
it was so random, mm-hmm. but it was so genuine because there was no need to, we were just crossing paths in the hallway. Yeah. And there was no need to say it. So that's all. Be kind to others. Be kind. And yeah. give real compliments. Yeah. Because it's also the backhanded compliments that come with an yeah. insecure person. Mm-hmm. Backhanded compliments. Yes, absolutely. And also it's, it's obvious when yeah. you're complimenting someone and, you and don't you're trying to tear them saying. down. Yeah. yeah. And you're not being honest. Yeah. Okay, Belly, get, get your notebook out and ask more questions. Wait, these are my notes on Lauren's opinion on the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, Jamie, for you. For just you. a little question for you. On your likes and dislikes page that we have, you said you like turtles. <laughs> I did not know this. I do you like turtles? Yeah, I do like turtles. I like turtles. I like turtles. I do. <laughs> All I was thinking. I really like turtles. I would I would go as far as to say I love turtles. Oh, wow. Turtles are I've really I've never cute. known this about you. Yeah, they're really cute. So my question was, you like turtles? Yeah. Since when? Since, <laughs> honestly, since my grandma's koi fish pond. So they had like two or three koi fish and then they had two turtles. And it was just like in this small pond in their backyard. And like I would feed the fish and the turtles and they had these little like cylinder concrete blocks in the pond and the turtles would go sit up there oh and tan yeah and that was so cute they are cute they really are and they're like slow and they just have beautiful shells and you want to know who has a turtle who our good friend katrina her family <gasps> has a yes how big she has how big a family turtle? turtle named fireball nice and the plot twist was that for the first like 15 years of her life they thought it was a boy turns out it's a girl oh my god now, that how do you know Allie's turtle too new next question how do you know a turtle's gender they lay eggs that's why you'll know it's a full woman if they lay eggs wait hmm. next question do they have sex i think it depends on the reptile turtles if you've never seen a video of turtles having sex yes they go ah yeah <laughs> Have you it's never very seen disturbing. the Coldplay turtle video Mm-mm. where they remixed a Coldplay song and ah, instead of instead one? of him doing the high notes, it's a turtle going, ah, yeah. You've never seen it? Oh, I'll show you Turtles. it. Turtles. So birds, mm-hmm. they lay eggs. Birds have sex, right? Are the birds banging first and the eggs come? How does that, how does the egg, wait, okay. So, well, an, birds have mating calls, right? So, But like, an egg leaving you, mm-hmm. how do the eggs leave? Because as a woman, I know how they leave my body. Good. It's the same. Do it's... birds have periods? <gasps> Do birds have periods? Bella, look it oh, up. No. Okay. I know. Usually I, need I have to, to know. be the one doing this. Yeah. Female birds do not menstruate. They ovulate. Interesting. So they basically have it great. But parrots do. Parrots? Bleed? Female parrots cycle. Uh-huh. to be the one bird. oh my god i i googled do birds Wouldn't have periods and the second question you know they do like people also ask yeah. is why is my bird bleeding Aww, <laughs> <sad>. <gasps> take it to the vet oh no that's not good what it's a trauma or a viral infection and bleeding occurs that's an emergency if your bird is bleeding take it to the vet okay fucking go i hope i saved a bird's life <laughs> today go okay lauren sniff Hottest man alive and why? Oh, my God. Well, I think he's sitting on the screen behind you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, 
Vin Diesel, baby. <laughs> Matt Felker, shout out to you. Vinny D. Vinny D, Matty Vin boy. Diesel. Call Did me. Did you see that there's me. a 13th? I made that up. I don't know what number it is. Fast and Furious with Jason Momoa. Yeah. Makes music. You know that, right? Yes. I, and it's fire. Yes. It's Literally, good. there's nothing he can do that I would not be proud to partake in. <laughs> there's just... I love him so much. I love everything about him. I think he's a genius. I mean, time. he looks schmexy in that photo. For he does. Real. And by the way, during the Super Bowl, when that trailer came on, <gasps> I yelled at the top of my lungs to everyone at the Briley, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what was his commercial? For Fast and the Furious. For the new Fast and Furious uh, movie. It's him v. Jason Momoa. Like, I'm sorry. What are we supposed to do with that? Not have a good time? Never. We're going <laughs> to love it. We're going to love every second. Also, also, can we discuss how the Fast and the Furious movie started? As drag racing your cars in the middle of downtown LA mm-hmm. to now they're saving the world. Um, yeah, the, did you not see the last one when they were in space? Yeah, do yourself a fave, NPS community. <laughs> oh go watch God. these films because they are incredible. I, and if you go in and you come out a hater, then I don't even know what to fucking say. I you think, go home. I think the last one I saw was the one, the seventh one, where Paul Walker, they used his brother as like mm. a double for him. And it fucked me up so hard I had to quit. Well, sorry. But you know what? I'm jumping back on. Tokyo Drift, though. That was my shit. The one we... The, it's it's a tough one. It's high, uh, highly... Uh, what is the word? Disputed. Yeah. In the uh, FF community. Oh, I love As that a person in the FF community. Tell us more. Vin Diesel. It's so random for you. And I Trust love me, it Trust me, it was so random much. for me, too. But all of a sudden, there what he was, was. What was the origin story? <laughs> <laughs> Are you referring to my screen? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Triple X this. girly. What was it actually? So um, when Triple X, the movie mm-hmm. came out, um, that was sort of what I identify as my sexual awakening. All of a sudden I was like, whoa, we're not just into the Backstreet Boys and yeah. Lil Bow Wow. We okay. are all Lil, of a sudden. Lil Bow Wow, you're fucking oh, That was my man. Get Fuck out. Fuck it up. You're done. Um, I got to look up Triple X though. And yeah, great film. Uh, and... All of a sudden, I was like, well, am I attracted to this? Like, tattoos, big arms, bald head, lit, let's go. Uh, and so, at the time, AIM, uh, shout out to my millennial friends. Uh, AIM, AIM? Yeah. AIM, AIM was the shit, and I had to, like, plead with my parents to let them yes, let well. me have it. Uh, and choosing a screen name was, like, the biggest fucking deal ever. Oh, yeah. Ever. And always the one you wanted was never available. And so... I decided to try something that I thought never would be available in a million mm-hmm. years. But obviously I, it was available. And so I took it and I thought I was the coolest chick ever. And I was, let's be honest. Um, what was it? XXX girl mm-hmm. four, number four, EVA. XXX girl forever. And I was like, yes, this Triple is X my girl forever. Triple X girl forever. I was like, yeah. this is my time. You're done. Mm-hmm. I How much were you sexing actually from that account? just getting started. So <laughs> I thought I was so cool. How old were you? Uh, this, I don't know, whatever year Triple X came out. 2002. So I was 12. <laughs> and I was 12. lit on, on Vin Diesel. <laughs> I was on top of the fucking world. And then my dad came in one day and <laughs> the rule was like, if you're on AIM, like he can walk in at any time and just like look at whatever you're talking about. Oh my gosh. Um, because they were somehow convinced that I would be like talking to 75 year old men on the yeah. internet and giving so them my fair, address. by the way. Know? It was a new thing. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Would have been fun. Um, But so he came in and he saw my screen name and he freaked out. He was like, what is this? And I was like, I don't get it, dad. Like, you don't understand how lucky I am to have this. Like, (laughs) 
no one took this name. How? I don't get it. You're like, dad. And um, then he explained to me what the other meaning of triple X is <laughs> and why I couldn't have it. And I was super so let down. Sad. It was really sad, you guys. It was a tough day for me. Dude, All right. I am was fucking lit. I'm going to ask the question. What's the other meaning? <laughs> triple X? Really? Yeah. Um, okay. I'll take it. Yeah, take it. Triple X is the rating of pornography videos. So if something's rated triple X, that's like, you know, there's there's like a lot of P and V happening. Lots of like boss assistant, lot of tits, mate. Oh no, office late. I thought that was NR sixteen or seventeen or whatever. This is above that. Oh, NR seventeen. This is like in the back in the day. Shout out to our childhood when you could go to a video store. Um, and rent oh, a movie the in the back X section. There was like the curtain that was there. Yes. Yeah, and that's where all the porn videos were. Dude, you rent them as and... an internet baby myself, I miss mm. Blockbuster so much. Yeah, they uh they are reopening some. Unbelievable. Yeah, but... great great Netflix documentary. Mm. Okay. Ironic. Dude, I remember going to Best Buy and getting to pick out a movie for Friday nights, and I was like, "This is the excellence. This is yeah. the excellence. Like that was it." Yes. Wait, what was, what was your what was your AIM name again? Bella Twelve, I and still... also Freckle Girl ninety eight, and then I'll never forget a boy in elementary school. He shall not be named. Said I don't like freckles, and I was like, "Boo, you whore!" And that was that was that was the start of my freckle insecurity for a really long Aww. time. Because I never I never chatted to Freckle Girl, Mm-mm. but I she did chat, I did chat to Bella Ella Twelve. You tra- I was chatted IRL the whore of AIM. Mm. I was a true whore. Mine was Jamie Licious Diva Rare. Yes. Like R-A-W-R. Yep. Ooh, let's bring these back. Jamie Licious Diva Rare. Mm-hmm. I was chatting to every boy yep. at every school on video chat, by the way. <gasps> video chat? Video yeah. chat. Oh my God. Thank you God that was not allowed when I was in video chats it. at the time. It was so exclusive. I chat. This was more elevated than my aim, you guys. My aim, our aim was not that. And thank God. I, I already made so many mistakes. <laughs> want to know what those chats looked like i wish. i have recordings on my <gasps> hard drive of me video chatting people you're lying you could record them you're lying you're lying <laughs> i have videos of him and all of our voices are like this high up because like no one's got their we need to find them and put the, i know the nips community right now is Dying. gagging for these videos i'm gagging from these videos where the fuck are Ooh. they jamie used to eye chat me from her closet yes she'd get in trouble and then she'd hide her in her closet. Isabella. Yes. Jizabel. Jizz Nation. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Melissa. <laughs> what is your take on people who pretend that they're nice, but then are actually the biggest drama starters? You seem to really not like those people. I Again, like, I'm just curious. I love your takes on things. So I want to know, again, what you mean by that okay. and what it looks like. I don't know how to put it because I think it's like good to be upfront, which then could look like drama in a certain degree. But also when there isn't drama there and you're trying to like read too much into it and say like, oh, what's going on? It's like, ugh. first off, I don't want to talk about my feelings. Mm. <laughs> so let's start there. I don't care to explain to you what's going on in my head. I don't know how to explain it because it sounds like I'm saying just like drop everyone if they're like being annoying. But and so that's why I'm saying like confrontation can be good, but also at the same time, there are people who like pretend to be chill and whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like every single thing you do, it's like there's somehow drama revolving around it. And it and I don't like it because 
Like where they go, drama follows. Because then you always end up apologizing for your own behavior when mm-hmm. someone else creates drama around the way or you're they're behaving. making you second guess yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. like all of a sudden you're shredding setting, your sense of self. Yeah, you're setting your mm-hmm. boundaries. You're doing your thing, and then and then all of a sudden it's like beating down your boundaries because it's like now I have to explain why I'm feeling this way, why I'm doing this, why this is the case. It sucks, and it sucks because then you're trying to say it's that like it's a really vicious cycle. Because you're trying to do what's good for you and then you are being pushed and then you want to make sure the other person's okay, obviously, because that's like how we are as human beings. You want to like, you don't want to hurt anyone else's feelings. But then at the same time, it's like you're unfulfilled by the end of it because mm-hmm. now you've gone back on essentially what you've said. Like even the story you told me today, yeah. I was like, oh, like, yeah, you got your point across, but at the same time you were apologizing for yeah. the thing that you were setting a limit about. Yeah, and like is... you have to, it's oftentimes like whenever there is what we could call drama or like a conflict, if it's based on nothing, mm-hmm. then it turns into you have to placate the other person. Right. And be like, oh, sorry, I didn't I didn't mean it that way. This is how actually it should be taken. Well, it's all it's about like, someone's access to you. So if you're putting up a boundary and you're not starting drama and you're saying this is it i'm cutting this off like yeah a plus b equals c and you're trying to walk away you're making this other person uncomfortable because they no longer have access to you and right. so they'll do whatever it takes interesting to, to make claw sure. their way back in yeah. so yeah. if it's like well i know she's gonna feel guilty if i say this one little offhanded thing so i'm gonna just drop the little breadcrumb and see if i hook the fish and that's exactly what people do because that's all they have. They, all they have is your behavior to pull upon and see if you'll just completely unravel everything that you believe in. Interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, I finally had to Don't get like, I gotta go. Girl. Yeah, that's, but see, that's the thing. It you is. just have to remember the phrase, that's on them. I learned oh. that recently from a friend who told me that and she was like, that's on them. It is they have a problem. That's on them. They're bringing their drama. They're that's trying to pull them. you into something. That's on them. And like, I hope you get through that. I hope you deal with that. But that's on you. It's yeah. not on me. Like, what did Joe Goldberg no say? The victim is the... No, you keep saying oh. this to me. <laughs> this is her favorite new this thing. This is my new, my new favorite quote okay. from Joe Goldberg from you. Not my monkeys, not my circus. Oh, oh my god yes i have friends who say that all the time i love that but not on like not my monkey it's not my circus yeah like literally yeah that's that's the same thing it's the same message there was a great interview with elizabeth olsen and someone asked her about what queen the best advice she had received and it was from either her dad or her sisters or someone in her family that said no is a complete sentence yeah her sisters and i think about that all the time because that's not how we're raised to you know communicate like that it's where we feel like we have to ease other people Mm. into accepting how we feel and how we move about the world just so we don't you know disrupt anyone else's yeah situation and so but then meanwhile they're disrupting yours can you imagine saying no No. because i think in our minds we think it's coming across as like the bitchiest way of saying no and you can be so kind and level-headed and say no and here's here's the the growth though you have to then not expect anything in return. You just have to know that your no is real and that's yeah. yours. And then you have to walk away because it doesn't matter how somebody else reacts. Why? That's on them. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. My dad said something to me that honestly, I'm still working on it. It will be a life journey. And I'm sure like he says it, but he's working on it too. But it's like, don't ever make decisions based out of other people's hurt feelings. Yeah. Because you end up compromising yourself 
and then resenting the person that you said yes to when you really wanted to say no. And then they're going to know that they can walk all over you for the rest of your life. Yes. Because that's what you're showing them that they can do. Yeah. What are the listeners writing in? What did you guys put as your question? I said, ask us anything. Ooh. We have a lot of questions, guys. We have two of the same ones. So I'm debating on going towards that one. But like, it's a big question. Do it. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Ooh. You know what? I used to think about this question and it was always really work driven. And as I've gotten older, obviously I would like to be working in the field that I want to work in. And I, I see that as my future, I hope. But I honestly just would be happy if I was happy. You know, that's a really good answer. Like I just see happiness in 10 years. That's all I expect from it. Cause I think if you don't set it up too much and have your hopes up too much, then like, I don't know, you go through bad times. Then you're like, you realize that the only core answer to anything is just contentness, contentness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. happiness. Yeah. Cause I have my hopes and dreams and where I want to see myself, but I also think those are a little personal. Yeah. You know, fair. where do y'all see yourselves? I see in Italy <laughs> far away from us. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> I see myself happy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'd say that the specific freedom that I see myself having is the freedom to do what I want with my time. So as a general thing that, you know, I see myself with a family, I see myself uh, with a job that fulfills me. I see myself being creative. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Um, You know, leaving a legacy of work that I'm really proud of that affects people that affects change. and, but at the, at the heart of it is being able to do what I want with my time. Like move to goddamn Italy. <laughs> or anywhere in the EU. Can Sorry. you do that now that you have a citizenship? Yeah. Sick. I don't want you to leave ever, ever, ever. Where do you see yourself in 10 years, Missy? <sighs> I see myself in 10 years just hopefully doing what I love genuinely. And I don't know what it is yet. Because I feel yeah. like I have so many different routes to. that I could go down. And I just, I feel like everybody has an idea for me of what's going to make me happy. And I don't know what that is for me yet. The only thing that makes you happy? My woe. My (laughs) woe. How you said like, oh yeah, it used to be like work stuff. That, that will always be it for me. Like I genuinely feel like I'm here to work and I don't know what it looks like or what it's going to like, what creative endeavor it's going to be. But like, I like similar to you, like I want to like make an impact that changes people's point of view about something. And I don't know what it is. It doesn't have to be on a large scale, but it has to be like very meaningful to people and that I could like see it be meaningful for people. I don't know if it's acting. I don't know if it's directing. I don't know if it's singing. We should try it all. You should. Also, I think it's so like, I see this often going to acting class and you just see that people have just normal day jobs and then they're in the class and like that's what does bring them happiness Mm -hmm. and it's one of those small things where it's like you don't have to get paid for it you don't have to do it on a large scale but just like as long as you're fulfilled I think that's where the happiness comes from and I think that's what everyone should strive for in a way because you're not asking for like fame and fortune or glory from like the 
outer world, but all you're asking for is like that little bit of internal happiness. And like what comes with that is the ups and downs of like, fuck, I have to go to work at 9 a.m. in the morning. But like tonight at seven, I get to watch all my peers act and be creative and have fun and cry and laugh and like join in on this like big party. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, the next 10 years are going to look really different than the 10 after that. I mean, this part of your life is just, I mean, it's not a wash, but it's the neck, you know, all of your twenties are truly all about making mistakes and discovery. And people will tell you that over and over and over again, and it will not make sense until you're out of it because everything is so heavy and so important. And especially you know, with all of the influences that you have on social media, you're constantly comparing yourselves no matter what. Um, but when you get older, just like how you look at yourselves when you were in school or, mm-hmm. you know, like when that boy said that mean thing to you or this girl told you this or that and it was the biggest thing at the time. Mm-hmm. And that that is true for every decade of your life. Yeah. So your priorities should shift and you should be open to everything because if not, you're just going to constantly disappoint yourself with who you thought you were supposed to be or who your mm-hmm. parents thought you were supposed to be or because this is what your friends are doing. Yeah. So it's in like other words, you're flow. fine. You're going to be fine. Yeah. I know enough about you now to know you're going to be <laughs> great. That's the fun part of life. And it goes into like the non in- not expecting things because if I looked back five years from now, I was expecting a lot of different things. And now that I look forward five years from now, there's like things that I hope to do, but nothing that I'm expecting to happen so Mm -hmm. that you don't feel that like level of let down or whatever it may be. And then on top of it all, it's that thing of like every single person's life is their own life and their own journey. And it ties into the don't compare yourself to other people because like your life will never be, that's their life. Like that's not your life. You, you will never have that no matter what you want or how hard you try. Like you'll never do what they're and what most doing. people don't realize is that you probably don't want yeah. what the other person has. I mean, you know, you guys have a unique perspective growing up in Hollywood and seeing like an exterior persona and then the real people who are behind the scenes. But I think from what I've learned in my, I'm, I'm about to hit my nine year anniversary moving to LA since I moved here. Damn. And the number one thing I've learned from talking to all different types types of people, celebrities, famous actors and actresses. The one thing across the board is that the fame is great. The fortune is great. But if you don't have relationships Mm -hmm. that you have nurtured and you don't have anyone to come home to that grounds you, even outside of partners and, and romantic relationships, like friends and family, if you don't have that, you have nothing. Yeah. Because you can go, you can leave set, you can have millions and millions of dollars in your bank account, but you go back to that empty hotel room and you have no one to talk to about it. And all of a sudden, the people that are surrounding you are the people who want something from you and who are trying to dictate your Mm -hmm. career. And so the fame, and that that goes with every, even outside of the entertainment industry, it's just super relevant for this industry in in a very unique way. But outside of it too, if you don't have relationships that you have nurtured you have nothing in mm-hmm. my opinion um lauren i think you should be on every episode i think so too because i just learned so much and jamie's about to start crying and it's beautiful and i love it all right you guys this is a really special edition special of surprise motherfucker. Uh, uh, uh. Lauren, 
Lauren, Lauren, who's Lauren. sitting right next to me Still and here. is our producer. <laughs> She's here. She's never going anywhere. She made us watch a TV show. As you guys have heard before, Lauren, Lauren, our producer, Lauren sitting next to me, Lauren. Yep. She's real. Lauren. Sent us something to watch. Lauren. Normally, it's a TED Talk. Maybe it's a movie. Maybe it's an article. This week, it was a TV show. Kim and Kath. Kath and Kim. Kath and Kim. Kath and Kim. Kath and Kim. An Australian sitcom. Yeah. Mockumentary style. Um, it follows the lives of Kath and Kim. Kath is the mother. No. Yeah. Yeah. Kath, Kath is, the, is mother. the mother. And Kim Mrs. is the Day. daughter. Mrs. Day. Mrs. Day. And Kim is the daughter. Is the daughter. And then there's Sharon. I love Sharon. I thought it was Shannon. Sharon. Why did I think it was Shannon? Sharon with an R. I think you're right. I think it is Sharon. Well, just so everyone knows, one of the reasons, <laughs> normally you don't get my explanations why, yeah. and you won't actually outside of this, but this is Jamie, scoop, bitches. Jamie and Bella are shockingly good at the Aussie accent. Nora. <laughs> Literally, I'm Nora. An Australian would hate us. Yeah. Actually, that's that's probably true. Actually, However, really I enjoy true. it a lot, so I thought I would give you guys some new one-liners, and Kevin yeah. Kim was showed me by Little uh, a very good friend of mine, and... I just, I fell in love with it and I knew that you guys would love it too. So I'm very curious to see, to hear. Well, let's begin with the fact that I had to text Lauren and ask her if it was a reality show. Yeah, or, literally. Or I wish it was a reality show. I was I like, wow, this is really good content if it's a reality show. Like these people are, how did well, they the find way these that people? it's shot, yeah. Because then the other thing I had when I first was watching it, I was like, Kath and Kim look the same age. And I Googled it, <laughs> only a year apart. <laughs> I've got to say something. Oh, no. Jemay, like, yeah. it makes this look like a piece of shit. And also, like, Summer Heights High, Jonah from Tonga, like, literally yeah. all this stuff. Like, it makes this look like shit. That's where the accent comes from. That's where, thank God you're here. Thank God thank you're God here. You're here. It's yeah. the improv, right? Yes. Is that yes. where it comes from? Mr. J. Mr. J's room. <laughs> Mr. J's room. I feel like Jemay might have came first. I think this is, it seems very Australian comedy to me. Okay, but when like, did Summer I did High enjoy come it. out? I did enjoy the sausage man, the man who made sausage. I think Summer High Tide came out in 2007. Yeah, this is like 02. Yeah. Mm. So this was like mm. five years before. But the point, even like that new HBO show that came out, Frayed, uh, which was set in Australia, um, it's a very specific type of comedy uh, that is similar to British comedy, which is like super witty and dry. Yeah. But this just has like a level of crassness to it mm -hmm. that I think is so brilliant. And I think that there's probably a hundred that million shows that are Australian and are so particular with that yeah. audience that we unfortunately I mean, aren't blessed thing enough was, to see. I was, and I was like, what is she doing? It. Yeah. I was losing it. I, that, I, all I could think about when, okay, wait, two takeaways. One, netball, Jamie would be really good at it because you can travel. <laughs> two, there are Westfield malls I in Australia. Yes. I thought Blew the same my fucking mind. thing. I had a feeling you would. I was like, there's no way. I thought they there were in Central no City way. Mall. Yep. Said Westfield, and I was like, "Are they all over the world? What Are is this? They? Did Westfield start in Australia? Is yeah. it Westfield? 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 West? Mrs. Day? Is it Westfield? Mrs. Day? I love that you're cooking in my kitchen. Oh, Westfield was an Australian shopping center. No, yes, it started in Australia. No, and it came to the Americas. Oh, we learned something new today. 
Wow. This hurts. Um, watch episode three. Three, season one of what's it called again? Kiff and Kim. But all seasons are available on all seasons. You can watch on Netflix. Shall we go into hot takes? Okay, hot takes. Wait, I had one. Just give me a second to think about it. Hot take. Vin Diesel's music is fire. Oh. Hot take, you're correct. Hot take, Vin Diesel is and always will be one of the hottest people alive yeah. and one of the kindest, most creative creatives that ever lived. Get yourself some. Get you a Vin Diesel. Hot take, Jane Eyre is the hardest fucking book to read. Hot take, that's literally one of my top three favorite books. I'm rereading time. it because I remember loving it in high school. But my God, is the language insane. Hot take, you're done. Please rate, like, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nail Polish Sisters is hosted and produced by Jamie Belushi and Bella Giannulli. Produced by Lauren Boone. Edited by Jordan Fair. Original music by Joey Cars. The Nail Polish Sisters is a Gulfstream Studios production. And if you've made it this far, 100 points. Thank you.